You are listening to the WW Phil Podcast, your guide to feel good. Phil is an everyday guy who wanted to feel good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Now let's join our host, Phil, for today's conversation about wellness and feeling hey, good. Hey, family, what's going on? Excited for tonight's episode. Thank you for joining us. We will now join my conversation with the amazing Miss Christine. I'm here. Yay! How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Man, you know, I'm super good. I'm very excited to get to chat with you, so. I'm excited, too. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be super easy to chat. It's just me and you. There's no worries. There might be some people watching, but that, that doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, yeah. So how's things going? I know you're in like New York City or New York area and all that stuff. And it's kind of a hot, hot mess. I mean, I see it on the news. Uh, just wondering, like, what's the feet on the ground kind of perspective? Yeah, I try not to watch the news. That's yeah. how bad it has been. Yeah, I I can't. Yeah, so we're all home, the school's closed, and I'm a teacher. Yeah. And so I'm teaching my kindergartners from home, from the computer. And then I have my own two children who are learning remotely. Um, so I'm helping them and tag teaming with my husband to help them and then do my own work. Yeah. And we try to limit the news because when you watch the news, you just get more worried and uh, I don't want to get my children scared. Yeah, absolutely. I get that totally. I've, well, I have a six year old and also a kindergartner and she started the remote learning stuff this week. They had, uh, they had spring break and then they had like a week off. And then this week they started trying to figure it all out. So it's kind of more of a, just see how the water feels kind of week. And then next week, I think mm -hmm. we'll get a little more serious about trying to learn something, but which is good and not just chalking the year up to being done. Uh, uh, I think that, you know as far as kindergarten goes this late in the year she's probably okay uh going into first grade in the fall and but man there's, there's so much opportunity to not have lost that ground and i know that's you know exponential for as kids go up you know a 10th grader's probably a, just as hard of a struggle going into the 11th grade or for a senior to not have the opportunities to uh to do the things that they want to prepare for you know college prep and get make sure everything's ready so it really does have a, a large effect on yeah. a lot of people so i get it so cool well i'm super excited to get to talk to you on here i don't know how many of these you've watched but i've been doing this for a long time now and typically i just jump on here and i'll first of all want to know kind of your uh history with ww how uh ww came to you as far as you hearing that it was a program that would work or could work for you and your history with it and then from there just kind of go through and talk about food and activity and mindset and that kind of stuff and then at the end if you have some questions for me you can ask those but i really just kind of want to know uh, like what what's your history with ww how did you hear that ww would be something that might work for you so i tried ww a long time ago like when i when i was gonna get married like yeah uh so i got married in 2003 and so that's a while ago, right? So that's a long time ago. And I joined wanting to lose weight for my wedding, but I was like, I'm not letting anybody, paying anybody mm -hmm. to weigh me. And so I joined very briefly and I never would show up. So uh -huh. I joined, got the materials and I never stayed. You know, I yeah. walked out and never went there again. And I lost weight, I did. Yeah. Um, and then once my wedding came, I was like, oh, I lost weight for the wedding. I'm done. Yeah. And I think I tried again another time after I had my son and I bought the books off of eBay because, again, I said, I'm not going in there and having anybody weigh me and I'm not paying anybody to weigh me. And I have no time to sit for a meeting. I'm too busy. And I bought the books off of eBay. And again, I lost weight, but I had no support since mm -hmm. I didn't join the actual yeah. studio. And I would follow it my own way. And when the weekend would come, it would be like a cheat weekend. And everything that I didn't eat the whole week that I deprived myself of, I ate the oh. entire weekend. Mm. And for a little bit, it worked. And I didn't, you know, I, I lost some weight. But I had this mentality that, 
as soon as I lost the weight that I wanted to lose, that I would just be able to eat whatever I wanted yeah. and it would still miraculously stay off. <laughs> um, but that <laughs> was not the case, yeah. obviously. But I did not realize it back then because my mindset did not change. Yeah. Um, and then it was 2015, December 2015, around the holidays. And a friend of mine posted a picture of me on Facebook from an event that I was at with my family. And I couldn't believe what I saw. Mm. I never posed for pictures, tried to avoid them. I tried to avoid mirrors, to be honest. Yeah. So I never really looked at myself. And I was shocked at what I saw. And I was like, I gotta do something. I have to do something different. I, I need a change. And I made the decision that I was gonna join WW. My mom um, said, I'll do it with you. Like she was kind of joining me as support. She said, I'm too old to lose weight. I'm not gonna lose weight, but I'm just gonna join with you anyway. She wind up losing 70 pounds, mind <laughs> you. She's, she's 71 now. And back then she was you know, in her late 60s and she was like, I'm too old to lose weight. But she did, and she was great at it. <laughs> um, so I joined officially 2016, January 2nd. Um, I walked into those doors for the first time, and I stayed for a workshop for the first time ever. And I never looked back from then. And I've been attending workshops and sitting, at, um, sitting in the studio since 2016, so four years now. That's so amazing. So amazing. So what, tell me a little bit about that thought process of what it, what it meant for you to see that picture. Like what, what did that picture, what did it mean? I mean, I, I cried. I remember yeah. crying. I remember texting my friends to please take it down. I didn't want anybody to see me. Um, see, I automatically think thought negative of myself mm -hmm. all the time, you know? So, I, I I was always talking down to myself constantly. Like the tape player in my mind mm -hmm. was always ne negativity. Like I I spoke so badly about myself and thought so badly about myself that the minute I saw that picture, I was like, you know, well, how could you do such a thing? Like you're horrible. Like yeah. you know, you what's wrong with you? How yeah. did you let yourself go like this? You know really changing that for me like the weight came off yeah you know i was very successful but changing that mindset was really what i was going to ww4 mm -hmm. that now i realize that i really never that wasn't the main reason that, yeah. of losing the actual physical weight i i needed to lose the weight up in my mind yeah yeah i, I mean i said all the time that the one of the most liberating moments that you have on WW when you truly engage with it and you're doing it full hearted is when you realize that being overweight is a symptom of the problem that needs to be repaired. And that's kind of hard for some people to think, especially when they walk in and the only thing they want to be is not overweight. Well, you can lose weight. You proved that a few times prior, but like if you don't change the thing, the problem, whatever it is. And it's not always like a, a despicable problem. You know, sometimes it's just the simple thing of how we talk to ourselves. So what, what kind of steps do you feel like you've put in place or you've been given the tools to do, or you've just grown through to learn how you talk to yourself? How do you, how did you change that narrative? Well, I, I mean, sitting there every week in those, in those workshops, you know, you learn something new every time you go, like even still now, four years later I'm, i still learned something new and the positive the idea of speaking those positive mantras you know yeah. i'll never forget that poster i took a picture of it. it's not there now in my workshop but i am i don't mm -hmm. know if you recall ever seen that post and it's like i am and it has all these positive words around i am so i really had to rewire my brain to mm -hmm. just be able to think positively so words have always been powerful for mm -hmm. me in the negative way you yeah. know like they were powerful negatively when i used to think the negative thoughts in the same way i have to think purposefully those positive thoughts 
to have a better mindset. So um, I hold on tightly to words and phrases and positive mantras. So yeah. uh, one of the things I always talk about are these mantra band bracelets I have mm-hmm. on my arm. I got my first one as sort of like a reward um, after I lost a certain amount of weight. And it was, she believed she could, so she did. Yeah. And then after I ran my first race, I got the one that said, just run. And then family members saw how much I loved them and they, you you know, started getting them for me. And so I have, I have like 12 or 13 of, of them now, but they all mean something special to me. And so I'll, every morning as I wear them, as I put them on, I make sure I, I read them as I put them on. Yeah. And it just helps like put the tone for the day. And I purposefully pick certain ones some days. Sometimes, some days I don't wear all of them. Some days I wear the ones that I really know that I, that I need. Um, I even went as far as to um, tattooing um, I Am Enough on my wrist recently. I just did that for my birthday in February. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, writing, writing in a journal, uh, things like that. Like I, I have to like purposefully talk positively to myself about myself all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so wonderful. Have, hey, do you happen to know if you've seen my I Am Enough series that I did at Thanksgiving? Yes, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was pretty that was pretty powerful. It took a while for me to get all that written out. Uh, but man, it's it's so powerful how we speak to ourselves. Um, and part I was kind of curious, like, like, what do you feel like any period of time you can you can say, but like five or six years prior to you really making it stick in 2016, like, what, what was your narrative then? Like, did you think you needed to lose weight or didn't know you needed to lose weight? Did you think you needed to talk to better to yourself or didn't know you needed to talk to better to yourself? Like, what was your level of, like, engagement? I feel like right now you can go back and in hindsight clearly apply those thoughts to yourself. But, like, I feel like a lot of us, we, we come out of such a period or a time frame of total disengagement in self. And some of that for me always comes from somehow a lot of us get taught that self and self-care is selfish and that's not the case. And I think that one of the best tools, however they do it, uh, maybe not even in in like a written format, but WW's empowerment part of of doing uh, this weight loss thing the right way is to build those words into the weekly meetings and into the things that share that say that that it is okay to take care of you uh, because so, so much of our world is all, you know, pushing that different way. I just wondering how that, how that kind of led up to you getting to the point to where seeing yourself was that tipping point. Well, I always knew I needed to lose weight. Yeah. Um, I was overweight since I was, you know, young child. I think, you know, the narrative in your head sometimes learn that you -hmm. know without getting too deep you know i think you know what i'm saying you learn that as you grow up sometimes and it sticks in your brain and it becomes your norm and it's your every day and so um i don't think i ever realized i was wrong for talking bad about myself i kind of felt like i i deserved deserved it in a way like it's sad to say but yeah, you know, I don't think I thought what I was doing was wrong. I thought I deserved to be spoken to that way. You know, yeah. it's a little sad, but um, I definitely always said I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. was something I repeated all the time. And you know, my husband, you know, we're high school sweethearts. He's loved me unconditionally, um, but he's always been fit. Always, he was a track star in high school. He, um, you know, even after we got married, had to have kids, he joined a gym. He, you know, went to the gym, you know, he had a schedule. And he would ask me quite a few times if I would join with him and go with him. And I would always say, I can't, can't. like, I'm the mother. Like, I have to stay here and I have to take care of the kids. It wouldn't be right for me to leave and, 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 you know, go to the gym when my kids are home and, and they need me, like I would tell myself that it was almost like 
now I realized it was my excuse. Yeah. I was using it as an excuse. But then I, I, then I didn't realize it at all. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, no. Did it answer? Oh, totally, totally. I mean, I, I think we, I think we learn whatever method it takes to pacify the thing that is going to cause us to be uncomfortable. And sometimes that it, it ends up being more uh, mental work that we have to do rather than physical work. Like, for instance, like, I, I mean, like, we would say that a lot of the changes that I've had to make in, have been just totally twisting things in my mind and getting those correct. That is a more complex, harder process than learning how to go do a 20 minute routine at the gym and the physicalness of that like physicalness is one thing doing hard things is one thing but like being able to understand and walk through those hard mental moments is true growth because it, it's as we grow that part of us that we're able to say i won't quit on this hard thing physically mm -hmm. you know but our our bodies are strong in in natural they're they're made that way Sometimes our our mind needs to be grown to be that way. Like we're a strong, resilient species, human beings, uh, believers, whatever, however you want to say it. But uh, I think that as we grow that through our our mental process, the mental mindset from a WW word, uh, there's so much growth that can come there that really can become a almost a protective hedge around the relapse around the changes in behavior that would come that that like i see that now in myself i wonder if you now see that the behaviors that you had seven or eight years ago won't even be an issue for you now because of how much you've grown do you see those kind of changes in yourself yeah yes yeah definitely i mean i'm not gonna lie there's some times where i have yeah. you know stare at these bracelets extra long or read the tattoo on on my arm, my wrist, you know, more than one time a day. Uh, there are certain times where, you know, you just, you, you, you start going back a little bit to those old ways, but I can now get out of it much quicker. Like oh, yeah. I now have the tool that I didn't have back then to talk me out of it. So like, I think there's that thing, like with every negative, you know, thought you think, think of three positive ones or something mm -hmm. like that. So anytime a negative, thought comes into my mind, I'm now able to squash it, you know, yeah. but in the past, I couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think in the past, uh, there, there's always this saying that I've always kind of held in my head. It's like that, that sin, you know, or the struggle, you know, however you want to say it, the sin, you know, uh, is easier to cope with than the one you don't know. Uh, and that's like, that that struggle that you have sometimes you're willing to set it down for a little while but then pick it back up because if you reveal some other struggle that might be even harder and i don't want to do that and that's one mm -hmm. great thing about uh working through the self-care part the understanding the value of assigning yourself having worth and that kind of stuff that when hard things come you know that hard things are not the thing that define you. You are defined in who you are, and that definition is sufficient. But learning to be able to stand with that is a change of perspective. So I, was, I was kind of always curious about how your perspective has changed. Like, um, and, and a lot of that for me is like, what what is the fruit of you being a better you? Like, you obviously get to do great things, and you enjoy running, and you get to live this life. But for you, Beyond being a recipient of great things, how has that grown and overflowed from you? What is the blessing like that for you? Well, I mean, I feel like it overflows into so many aspects of my life. Yeah. Like, um, you know, with my kids, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I'm able to show them, you know, how to believe in yourself and yeah. how to love yourself. And um, I want them to then be able to grow up and not have to go through all the internal struggle that I went through. You know, um, I talked about and posted about it before on Instagram, like with my students, like I have now, you know, made it my mission that I want my students to believe from their, this, you know, young age of five and six that 
you know, things will get hard, but they need to persevere and be resilient because by the time some of these kids get to third, fourth, fifth grade, when work is so much harder, mm -hmm. they give up. And you know, I've had in my head that maybe this is, this is my purpose, like mm -hmm. to, you know, teach these babies, yeah. you know, how to persevere and be resilient and believe in themselves. So by the time they get to third, fourth, fifth grade, maybe those lessons will stick with them and it, they won't go through so much of that struggle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just so, I, it's so rewarding to me to teach them that phrase, we can do hard things yeah. and hear them say it and use it. And then to hear their parents give me feedback and say, oh my goodness, you know, out of nowhere, they said the word resilient. And I was like, how do you know what the word resilient means? And <laughs> they, you know, it's, that just warms my heart, you know? Yeah. So I, and because I'm able now to believe in myself at work, I'm able to public speak, you know, even though I was very nervous about this. No way. There's been, there's been times now where I can speak publicly in front of my peers. Year, I was asked to speak in front of like 50 kindergarten teachers about the work that I do, and the superintendent was there. And I was nervous as hell, but yeah. I did it, and yeah. I felt so proud of myself that I did it because the old me would have never done that. I would have probably thought of an excuse as to why I couldn't have done it, you know. So it really, I think, it professionally, you know, personally, you know, my family. It, all of this change and made phone and positively in all those areas. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'll say this, and you can you can tell me whether or not you believe it, but it's almost like you stepped into some level of a purpose. Like your life had a purpose, and it wasn't to sit on the sidelines of your own life. One hundred percent. Yeah. That is totally true. Yeah, totally I, true. I love that. I just and, I feel like I just do what now. I, no, I feel like I just took up space before. Like yeah. I, yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely felt the same way. Uh, WW uh, has given me uh, a voice. I know I've always had a voice. I've definitely always had an opinion, uh, and maybe some of it, some of it has come because of a platform. Uh, but you know, truly, I've I've been the same person my entire journey and learned how to share the way I have. And a lot of that is because that I know that when, when anyone connects with their person, with their purpose, when anyone connects with their purpose and they tell their story, then whatever it is, in an absolute way, connected telling their story will always overcome the obstacles that they are have before them. That is, that is a fact. And so like understanding and breaking that apart is somewhat complex and someone say well, that's even like a religious statement or whatever and that it doesn't matter it's words and facts that when you're connected to your intended purpose that believing that you have a purpose uh is so powerful and when you do it you become unstoppable and that is a ww word galore i have a hat right here that says unstoppable on it and i love mm -hmm. it absolutely because when we do that and i feel like this is this is something that probably means a lot to you uh, especially as you you have things that you love and I want to talk about activity for just a second but I know that you love running and I know that this situation mm -hmm. is taking that away from you so uh, that's that's one of those things like I mean Christina runs the world that that's a I love it I love that the whole thing in your name but just what is it what is it meant to find that avenue for you to tell your life story through that like what is it what is that meant I mean, something like running, yeah. which I, if you would have told me <laughs> five years ago yeah. that I would be running like this and loving it so much, I would have laughed in your face and been like, no way. Um, for me to be able to do that now, knowing where I've come from, yeah. I mean, it just, I, I sometimes shock myself. I'm like, yeah. wow. Like, and I keep, and the fact that I still want to keep going, like, mm -hmm. you know, the 5K, the first 5K I did wasn't enough. And then I wanted to do 10Ks. I really never thought I would want to do a half marathon. And then once I did the half marathon, 
I really didn't think I would ever want to do a marathon. Yeah. Like I never thought that would be even a goal of mine. Yeah. And now it is. And it's like, I just keep pushing myself. I think it, I think it tells a big story, a huge story about how somebody from, you know, where I came from to not being active at all, yeah. you know, not wanting anybody to look at them and see them to now be, be, you know, you know, running, running the world, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't... yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that, you know, one of the best things about, um, the whole process of wellness, we'll just encompass it in wellness, is that it is not a A, B, C, D, E, and you're done kind of thing. It is, it is definitely a definition of writing your story of a lifetime and, and a, a lifestyle and all of the things, like those words like wellness, true wellness, it's holistic, it has many parts, and there's many components. It's well supported by other areas of being able to give and take and that kind of stuff, the balance part of that. And I, I love that as you do it, there's always the growth component. And someone to say that's like the greener on the other side of the fence the kind of stuff, like you, you, you're never satisfied or whatever. Like there, there's no need to see that the future things that come of us is what's going to satisfy us because that's not what is intended, I think, for us. We're to be satisfied in today and not accept this as the status quo, but you can be sustained and satisfied in today. And that becomes when we assign like joy and happiness and learning to be content and peaceful in what we've been given for today. Now that is by no means to be lazy. That is by no means to be like lackadaisical to what we have or, or not respect the things that we have. But I think that the peace and the calm that comes in learning to accept today, strive for a better tomorrow, to give more. Like, I was wondering how that has kind of grown in you. Like, uh, as you you decided to, to start an Instagram and start telling your story, I know you've spoken at a WW Good event and those kind of things. Like, these opportunities come because we do the good work. Maybe even so much the good comes even at, at this point way back in time we could never even have dreamed or even thought or imagined it much less accepted it and lived happily and content in the moment so how has that kind of grown in you like the the peaceful calm of saying i can accept these things and live and thrive in them yeah i mean before it was kind of like it is what it is yeah. this is who i am you know, nothing's going to change. You know, I just got to accept it. Yeah. And now this realization I have that you can redefine yourself and reinvent yourself every day. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that we can evolve and grow, that's really what the whole purpose of our lives are, to be mm -hmm. able to change and learn from your mistakes and move on. But before it was like, I made a mistake. I, I stink. Yeah. That's it. And I wallow in my self pity and I'm horrible and I keep on living that kind of life. Yeah. And now it's like, wow, like I could do this, this, and this. All right. I made a mistake. That's okay. Tomorrow, mm -hmm. tomorrow is a new day. I'm only a human being. Like before it was like, I expected, I expected to fail. Yeah. I, that was, you know, like, that and that and that's I had to accept it. That's who I am, and that's it. And that's this is there's no way I'm changing. That's yeah. who I've been my whole life. Oh. But now I like I like seeing the growth and the change. It pushes me. It yeah. it motivates me. Absolutely, and I, I call that all the time uh, in workshops or what have you. Uh, that's that's an unmeasurable. And what I mean by measurables is scale, clothes, how things fit. All, this, all the physical things that we do, but the unmeasurables is when a previous situation comes again and the behavior is different. We didn't know that was gonna happen. And I behave this way for this response. Wow, that is an unmeasurable. So when we see those moments, man, it's something to like really separate, celebrate because that behavior is the true fruit of healthy living. You know, as all of the people who, uh, do the science-based stuff and get really critical on how they do their diet and stuff like that, which I'm all about a good, healthy diet, but, but it can't be the leading and only main point edge of you becoming healthy. And like, so we've been talking, we've been talking for 30 minutes and haven't said anything about food. You know what I'm saying? 
I know. Yeah. Yeah. I say all the time that, yeah, yeah, I lost weight, but the biggest victory to me is how I changed my mind. Yeah. Like my mindset changed, my mindset shift. That to me, you know, was the biggest victory out of all of this. And people who know me previously, like my husband has been with me since I'm 15 years old, my mom, I, they they see I'm a, I'm a different person, and yeah. that to me is so much more valuable than the pounds that I lost. Oh, yeah. I try not to talk about the pounds that I lost much on Instagram either. Like I try not to really talk about because it's really more than that, and yeah. it's good to lose weight, and that's great. But it's really more what you're putting up into your mind than yeah. what you're putting into your body because I know that. If I tomorrow decide that I'm going to eat something that's quote unquote not on plan, I'm not gaining all that weight back no. yeah. because this, because this has been fixed, you yeah. know, yeah. for the most part. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the cool things about, uh, you know, WW and wellness and now healthy living is to realize that there's, there's multiple ways that you would eat something that's bad. One, uh, you could be extremely stressed. I mean, I get that. You, you're there. The Oreos are there. The Oreos will make you feel good. Da, 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 da. You could get there because, man, I really love Oreos and they're here and it's worth it. And da, 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 da. Or you could get it and you're just walking by and it's a random thing. You eat it and you're like, ah, I probably shouldn't eat that. So there's many different ways that you could end up eating that. And all of them, acceptable ways. Some of them, controllable ways. But one of the best ones that I love is when I when I realize that I no longer want that thing that I always wanted. Like I really used to love Oreos and I really have no desire for them. And it's not because Oreos aren't still good. It's because I have like just changed in my mind and my heart that that's not what I need and that's what I want. And beyond taking it beyond the step of saying, well, that is me doing abstinence or me restricting myself. It's not. It's, it's taking it beyond and doing the mental processing and thinking that I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't live, need to live under any pressure of thinking that that's something that's going to satisfy me. I know it will not satisfy me. I can do the, do the thought process and say that I don't want to live in regret and say that it, this is something I didn't get for myself. I'm, I'm just abstaining. No, I'm not regretting it. And I'm not going to eat it and despise myself for having taken it and then live in shame. So I'm walking through this moment of regret and shame and I'm going to walk safely through there. But the, the coolest part is as we do that, we realize that we're the one that assigns the value. So that allows us when we come back to those moments that if we do then want to, or if we do then don't want to, that is the mm -hmm. answer. That is the correct answer. And a lot of times, we don't, we're not empowered with that when we begin with WW and like a lot of it really is accepting what the circumstance says. Hey, I want to jump in here for just a second and take a pause and we'll hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Now a message from our partners. Hey family, have you heard about my friend Lindsay? Yeah, the WW Pound Dropper. You know, she is amazing. She's a wife and a mom of three amazing kiddos. And you know, after a diagnosis of a life-threatening disease, she knew she really needed to make some changes to her approach in both food and in the kitchen cooking. So after losing over 80 pounds on WW, which is amazing, for her, the recipe that got it all started, her zero-point plain Jane cheesecake, you know, those Greek yogurt cheesecakes, they're yummy. They are a staple of hers and mine. She now has endless recipes of all types, really, from stroganoff to chocolate no-bake cookies, from plain Jane cheesecake to sausage and cheese biscuits, and literally everything in between. The Pound Dropper Tribe is active, and they are a force. So you should join us. And if you want to, you can find Miss Lynn's at thepounddropper.com or on Instagram at www.pounddropper. Now back to our host, WW Phil. And I just wondered for you, like, is there was there a lot of like the the way you ate, not necessarily the food you ate, but the way you ate, revolved around the the unawareness circumstantial eating. 
I didn't catch the last part. But well, I was just wondering if, if, a, if the way you ate and not necessarily the food you ate kind of revolved around like circumstantial eating and not intentional eating. Yeah. Um, I definitely was, uh, as an emotion, I'm an emotional eater mm -hmm. and I definitely went to grab, you know, different types of food when I felt stressed, mm -hmm. you know, when I was anxious or worried. So that really played a big part um, with the food choices and how much of something I would eat. Um, so I remember randomly saying I needed a bagel, you know, with cream cheese, a New York bagel with cream cheese, you know, after work because I had a very stressful day. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't hungry. I didn't like really need to eat that bagel. But I told myself that I deserved it after the very stressful day, you know, and then I still came home and ate a large dinner, you yeah. know, like things like that. I mean, recently I felt myself so stressed with all this stuff going on here that I found my hand in a bag of Lay's potato chips and it was, you know, like a half bag was left and I ate pretty much the whole half bag, even now, four years into this journey. Yeah. But, and I, the difference was I was aware of what mm -hmm. I was doing. Yeah. I was totally aware of it. I knew what I was doing. As I was eating it, I was saying, why are you doing this? Like yeah. you, you stressed out right now. Stop. Yeah. You know, you don't want these chips. And, yeah. but I kept eating them. And then the other victory was I, I was done the yeah. next day. It was just normal business as usual. Yeah. It didn't spiral out of control mm -hmm. that I was eating like that the whole entire day. You know, I got myself together. I was like, okay, you were stressed. You ate that. Yeah can't beat yourself up over it. But the old me would have been like, you know, what was your problem? Yeah. You know, you, I can't believe you did that. You screwed up. You might as well keep eating <laughs> anything yeah. you, you know, that's not nailed down to the floor. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think that's almost like the definition of what I was just talking about. It's that, that tightrope through that valley of regret and shame. You know, you actually ate some of the chips, but you're doing the mental work of saying, okay, well, I did it. That's fine. And tomorrow's a new day. So you've, you've walked away from the shame uh, and, and walked closer away from the regret and all this thing. But what, what's interesting, and as we grow in this process, you, you take the, the actual type of food and remove the type of food and take it out of the circumstance of you doing it out of a chip bag while you're stressed, you're looking at eating extra calories. That's all, that's all you did. You just ate extra calories and you consumed at a level that is higher than normal. So look, two behaviors, right? Well, what's interesting to me is if I told you, well, it's, it's the night before you're going to run tomorrow, would you not eat extra calories and would you not eat probably some abnormal style of food because you needed to fuel your body? So those are intentional where you set the tempo of what you need to do. And it is a behavior right. that is acceptable. You assigned that that is an right. acceptable behavior. We also assigned if that is an unacceptable behavior. So that's what I love about this process is as it goes, we get to actually write the rules, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The control. Yeah. It's all yeah. about like, you have control over you would never judge yourself for overeating on the night before a race would you ever no yeah no carb yeah. load <laughs> yeah it's, it's a known fact yeah. <laughs> absolutely i mean i'm not saying you're going to go eat like a four pound bag of pasta but no. you're gonna you're gonna do what you need to do no. and that's not a bad thing and that's that's what i think for a lot of people especially newbies understanding that sometimes you got to do what you got to do and that, and, yeah. and I think the 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 lazy side phrase of that is, 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 is that is just accepting it that I there's nothing I can do about it or nor do I want to do anything about it is what it is, but sometimes we have to accept that I can't move this object. So how am I going to navigate this object? It is a little bit larger than I can move. I do need to run around it, you know, whatever. Or I got to walk around it. Or I got to go over it. Or I got to dig a hole and go through it, whatever it is. I got to do that process. So I think what you what you did is a super healthy thing because there there if we don't go through these moments and this is the reconciling integration of our of our brains where we combine emotions and memories and bring them together surely sometime in your memory you've ate 
too many chips previously. So you come across that, that happening again, right? And then there's this whole process of, does that feel right? Or does that feel wrong? So we assign that value. And uh, I, I think I think you're rocking the mental part of that. I love it. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So tell me a little bit. We got like 20 minutes left. So time is just flying. What, you're right. It goes fast. I, oh know, my goodness. I know. It's so crazy. Uh, so tell me a little bit. And then I want to end kind of talking about food a little bit. But uh, tell me like how running like it makes you feel like that activity. Or do you do other things? Like I think one of the ladies on here said I, we used to do Zumba together or something. Did you, did you do Zumba or what? No, I mean, I used to um, do Zumba. I did Zumba a long time ago, like pre-WW. It might okay. have been an early WW okay. in my like church. They had like a Zumba class. But then I moved. I didn't do, I did like once a week here or there. Then I moved and I couldn't go to the Zumba class. I wouldn't, it's not like my specialty. Running okay. is, running is my forte. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, uh, I never thought I would say running is my forte. That just caught me off guard. Like running is my forte. Um, I really truly love how I feel after I run, yeah. even while I'm running. The fact that I can do it. Because like I said before, I would just sit down and not do anything. Like I didn't, I didn't even like, I wouldn't even jump rope in front of somebody, you know? Is, is daddy so, Joe your husband? Yeah, it is. He said she loves I to dance. <laughs> I do love to dance, but he won't dance with me. That's oh, fine. <laughs> that's cool. Um, uh, yeah, I told him that he could watch, but he needs to be in the other room. So he's in the other room watching. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so have, um, have you gotten to run a full marathon yet? No, the full marathon is November. The New York City okay. full marathon is this November. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. I've run seven half marathons. I would have ran eight, but... The New York City run recently was canceled due to yeah. COVID. So um, I informally ran my eighth by running 13.1 miles with my husband. We couldn't do the half marathon, so we just ran our own half marathon yeah. um, over the bridge and into Central Park. Oh, that's um, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, that's about the question now. <laughs> well, I was just talking about ex like exercise and that kind of thing. Like what? So for one, it's always I, I never, to me like how how your how your mental holds up when you can't run. So like you clearly have had to make uh, an effort to do this on your own because it means that much to you. Like like yeah. It, it, tell me about that. So when work like when there's a regular work week, um, I, it's hard for me to go running. Like it's hard. For, I would leave home at five forty-five in the morning to go to work. You know, I get home. I have to help the kids with their homework. It's just. It's hard, yeah. but I know that I can get a run in on Sunday. Mm. And so um, Sunday has always been my time for my run, you mm -hmm. know, and whether my husband joins me or not, everybody knows that on Sunday, mommy goes running. And so Sunday is the day is that appointment. I've always called it the appointment I make for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always done a Sunday run, but now that I'm home, even though I'm working while I'm home, you know, I'm able to, when the day is over, the work day is over, I can go squeeze a run in. So yeah. since I've been home, I've been able to run three to four times a week when, you know, in a regular work week, I can't do that. So, and it's really been my saving grace. I've been holding on to running very tightly because it's stressful, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a different routine. You know, I, I know we're all the whole world is going through it. You know what I mean? It, it's stressful. So I, I need to get out there and, and run. And it makes me have a clearer mind and I just feel better. I can look at things mm -hmm. from a different, different perspective when I'm done with my run. Yeah. Um, How, so you, in, you mentioned in the before, summer, I'm able to run a lot more. You mentioned before that you, you weren't a runner prior to this. Did you like start kind of catch a 5K kind of person? Just start from zero and work your way up or what? No, I never, I never did that program. I've heard about it before, but I, I, my husband, you know, said he would go running with me and, you know, help me out. And um, I started out very slow. Like, I think I couldn't even run down the block. 
mm. without stopping in the beginning. It might have been, you know, maybe a quarter mile. I don't even remember, but it wasn't a long time. We'd walk, then we'd start running again, you know, and then I had to build it up. Like, then there was a time where I was, I, I celebrated that I got through a whole mile without having to stop. Yeah. You know, and then we added to, you know, the second mile and, you know, come on. I remember celebrating even a quarter mile more that I could run like yeah. it was a big deal you know and, and, and like as i'm talking i'm thinking back to the, like the first time that i ever could run a mile without stopping that was yeah. that was like a big deal yeah and we kept adding and adding and then i was like you know i'm gonna do it i'm gonna run a 5k and you know i i ran the 5k and it felt so good that it just people told me you're gonna be addicted and they were right like I just didn't stop from there. Wow, I love it. I love it. So tell me how uh, you you have two two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So two kids and a husband. So how do you do WW and food in your home? Tell me about it. Yeah. So you know, very um, interesting. My daughter actually has a metabolic genetic disorder mm. called PKU. PKU is short for for phenylketonuria. If you ever look at a, a can of diet soda or um, sugarless gum, there's actually a warning on it that says phenylketonurics beware contains phenylalanine. Well, that's my daughter. She's a phenylketonuric. So it's one only affects one in 10,000 births. I found out when she was seven days old and she can't metabolize protein. So she's on a very low protein diet. Okay. So since she's been a baby, I have to watch everything that goes into her mouth. So we have owned a food scale way before I joined WW because okay. I have to measure her protein. So I have to measure her food in grams and calculate the protein. And she's only allowed four and a half grams of protein a day. Think about that. The protein. Yeah. We protein to stay full. Right. Yeah. You know, so we don't snack and she she's always hungry because she only eats four and a half grams of protein a day. So she eats totally different than all of us. Mm -hmm. So she has a separate, you know, meal. The only thing is that's great for her is that she loves seeing now that I measure my food yeah. and that I'm counting, even though I'm not counting, you know, how many grams of protein I'm counting points. Yeah. She, she gets a kick out of it, you know, yeah. so she'll like, how many points is that mom? Like, how much can you have of that? You know, and she likes to compare. So yeah. it's been nice for her to see that, you know, mommy doesn't eat some things either. Or mommy watches what she eats, you know, yeah. and so she can't have meat, you know, so she sees me eating salads and it's like, oh, you know, mommy, it's, I just think it's good for her to see yeah. that also that, um, so my husband, he's a trooper, and he um, will eat about anything except cauliflower rice. He's not joining that bandwagon. He's not jumping on that bandwagon. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, he he eats really whatever we cook. Yes. You know, my mom lives with us, and I, I said before she joined WW with us, and she with me, and she's a wonderful cook, excellent cook. So, you know, before now being home like this, since I worked all the time, she would cook the WWW friendly meals for us. And my husband eats it, yeah. uh, except for the cauliflower rice. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, everybody, everybody's fine with what we eat. That's awesome. That's awesome. He's extra snacks, don't get me wrong. My son loves his chocolate chip cookies. Those things are lying around the house, you know? Yeah. So there's me having to tiptoe around those things, you know, because... I don't want to eat the whole, you know, bag of it. Yeah. So you don't you don't do a lot of like specific WW recipe cooking, like six point blue dot meals or nothing like that for yourself. No, no, no. We eat. My mom cooks meals, and we yeah. Like she follows skinny taste recipes. She makes D Ward, you know, D Ward cooks stuff. She uh, made pound pound dropper. We're yeah. always making pound dropper things. That's but cool. um. My husband eats them. We can't, you know, it's. 
I love it. I love it. Uh, we we share a unique thing that both of us have a parent in their 70s that have lost over 70 something pounds on WW. My dad, who is just turned 71, lost 75 pounds and hit lifetime in the same meeting where I lost 150 pounds. We both got our charms. Yeah, the same I remember day. you yeah, so that, was, that was that was crazy. Like, I, I can't imagine like uh, too many sets of people our age have parents in their 70s that have also lost 70 pounds on WW. It's uh, that's pretty unique. Yeah. So uh, what do you what do you feel like for you the um, the social media side of it has done for you? Like, did, was it did you start this as a just an accountability thing? Or like, you saw other people doing you like, I can join in on that? Or like, was, was it always a natural thing for you? Or what? No, it wasn't a natural thing for me. I think a lot of people had accounts, you know, and I, the whole world was going on and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And um, I think some of the first few accounts that I had seen was like um, Sophie tracking as the new black and Kiva, like th those I saw right away. And uh, Christina, WW thing one, um, mm -hmm. I think that's her handle. Like I, I decided that they like they were so inspiring and you know I I like being inspired and maybe I can inspire somebody too. So it yeah. just it just started as you know me being social. Yeah. It wasn't you know I wasn't trying to do anything more than that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What uh? New people. Do what you say. Meet new people that are, are you know, having the same struggles as you or um, uh, that can relate to you and you can relate to them, like the workshops do for you. Oh, it was yeah. just another tool. Yeah. I How was more in the beginning when I joined WW, I m was more on Connect. Um, I remember my coach being shocked about how much I posted on Connect. And when I was in the workshop, I never said a word because yeah. I was so quiet and shy. And then she saw my Connect uh, profile page and she was just like, oh my goodness, you're a totally different person. You say so much on Connect, but nothing here. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you just gotta wait till you ride time to drop the hammer and you just bring it in. <laughs> so uh, uh, I was gonna say, um, how has it affected you, like with the workshops closing, that kind of stuff? Are you been going to a virtual workshop? Yeah, I go to my virtual, my regular 7 a.m. Saturday meeting virtually. Yep. So cool. I love, I love them. I mean, I think it's great I, I, to see like 40 plus people. Yeah. You know, on the screen. Yeah. Showing up. You know. I think it's, I think it's amazing, and you still, and I'm still learning something. Yeah. It's still as powerful, maybe even more so because of the time we're living in. Yeah. It's still as powerful as it ever has been. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, it, if anything, it's it's definitely uh, in the long run, I believe, going to bring us together but more, together more inclusive of each other, uh, a little more gracious for each other, allow us uh, to... to actually appreciate the quality time we get to to be with each other uh i feel like sometimes there's a lot of things that we we would take for granted uh that uh, that it is or always will be that way and some of those some of those things that we kind of put up on a pedestal like that have kind of been taken away from us now and uh i know that as time goes uh it'll be easier to deal with this and and smart people will help resolve it and that kind of stuff uh, but I, I definitely hope that we can remain as close and connected uh, and communicate to each other and share our hopes. I, I, I've seen more people, re I've had more people reach out to me over the last like three weeks than probably the last, the last three months in the aspect of just being so thankful that there's someone that shares the way I share. Uh, not necessarily that the words that I've said are, the, are magical words, but just someone that's there listening and... Uh, yeah and uh, being open and honest and transparent and that kind of stuff. And I feel like that, that that's the fruit of people needing connection. Uh, and, and this virus has not done anything more than expose the unmet need. So I hope that as we continue out of this, we can, we can really lean back into that connection that we need. Yeah, definitely. I, th I think that the fact that WW realizes that, that that we need this more than ever now. Yeah. You know, we need community 
more than ever now and support. I, I think it's, it's amazing because it's still giving us those tools that they always have at another, mm -hmm. in another, at another level, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you, what do you feel like has, like, if you were to tell somebody, you know, they're starting out on WW or whatever, like, what do you, what do you think you would tell them is like, th these are the things that you really need to do to be successful, you know, kind of my way. Well, definitely don't give up. Like if I've seen so many people and heard so many stories that as soon as they don't lose a certain amount a week, they, you know, oh, I lost only 0.6 or I lost only 0.4. Um, they they ha all of a sudden want to give up that it's not working or if they didn't lose or just no matter what, don't give up yeah. because one of the phrases that always sticks with me that I learned from my workshop is don't give up before the miracle happens. Yeah. And I think that's so, that's so true. Like so many of us give up way too early mm. and, and, and we, we can't, and I was one of them. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it to be, I'm not judging. I, I was one of them, you mm. know? So that, that I think one of the most important things that I would say is don't give up you know don't give up before the miracle happens yeah. um also don't don't deprive yourself like don't think that you cannot eat something mm. um and take everything away um because you're going to wind up craving that, that thing so much that you you might go off the rails and yeah. you know more than you wanted to of something else so yeah. you know let find Find a way to fit things in that you love. Yeah. Because it's not going to work if you, if you don't do that. Yeah. And don't force yourself to eat things or do things that you don't like mm -hmm. just because other people are doing it. Yeah. Because it's not going to work for you either. You yeah. got you have to find the food that you love and the activity or not that you know because some people. Don't like activity. Find the thing that works for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But finding something that brings you joy in any of the ways that WW opens the door, like if it's food or if it's activity or if it's just changing your mindset, and if it's community, if it's Headspace or Active or whatever it is, finding that thing that brings you joy and it allow you to accept the harder things that you have to do. Not about this is like necessarily easy, but because for one, everything that we're doing from from the get-go is from a very heavy mindset, a, a weighed down mindset, not clear thinking, a weighed down heavy body, a body that's not used to moving. All of the things that are that are stacked against us, when we push over the top and make that decision to come in and do WW and do it the right way, from then on, everything actually can become easier because it doesn't matter what you put in front of me, that task will be easier because I'm not carrying 150 pounds doing that task. So I, I can't convince myself that this is harder. It may be hard, but it's a new definition of hard. Right. And right. you know, that kind of stuff. So that's, that's one of the greatest things about WW. And you know, a lot of that comes from small things, accepting the pure joy in that 0.6 loss or that 0.2 loss, or even just the week where it stayed the same or the week where you went crazy on food and you only gained 0.4. Like those can be a win in the aspect of like, it's not turning this big ship around. I may have a little slip sideways, but I'm still sailing in the right direction. So uh, we're about to run out of time. So I wanna ask if you have any questions uh, for me, anything you'd like to know about WW Phil, or uh, also with that, if you have kind of what, uh, I was curious about what people, like their first interaction with me was. Do you remember like the first time you come across me? <clears throat> okay, so I'll first start with a question. Um, I think the fact that you have these lives with others like me, mm -hmm. I, I think it's amazing. I yeah. think it's so great that you do something like this. And I was just wondering, I don't know if you ever answered this before, how did you get started with that? Like, what made you decide, like, I'm going to do lives and interview other WW members like this so the world can hear their story? Like, how, how did that this come about? 
Oh man. So uh, a year ago in February, so I, I um, interviewed Anthony. I didn't interview Anthony. I just went live with Anthony and we talked uh, because I had, that was the first time I'd ever gone live. We just hopped on together and I don't know, he had like 3000 followers and I probably had 500. I mean, it was just two guys talking and I was like, that was fun. Let's do that again. So I went to coach training in January of that year. And one of the ladies that I met, I now call my sister, that's Becca. She was on last week for the first year anniversary. Uh, so we decided to go live and that was one year ago last week. And then after that, I was like, I'll find somebody else. So the next week I had Evan. Oh yes. What a wonderful, wonderful time spending talking to the lovely Miss Christina. She is an inspiration without a doubt. Thank you for joining us. If you want to follow Christina on the gram, she is Christina underscore runs the world. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WW Phil podcast, your guide to feel good. This podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with WW or any other brand. All statements and opinions on this show are those of Phil alone. Those who follow the WW program can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Phil has lost weight on a prior program and continues to use WW.